I'm Kelsey. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to The Same More Show, a safe space where you'll walk away feeling empowered, inspired, and curious. This is a show where we have real, raw, honest conversations to help you deepen your relationships, own your life, and create magic in the mundane. Every Thursday, join me and Jordan Nolan, life coaches, entrepreneurs, partners, adventure junkies, and avid freedom seekers. If you're tired of not speaking your truth, ready to explore your internal world and reconnect to your best self, we've got you. We are here to remind you that your words, your existence, and your life matters. So what what are you you not saying? Welcome back to uh, your favorite show on the block. We out here, we're ready, and we're just getting back from Costa Rica. We hosted our first longer retreat of 2024, which was absolutely incredible. So we're going to dive in, but today is Valentine's Day when we are recording this, so we're going to be diving into relationship tips, our love, wedding updates, and even if you're not in a relationship, highly recommend staying tuned. But first, as always, what time is it? little pulse pulse check check time you want to kick it off so pause for a second asking yourself as always how did i say more be more or do more this last week i know i'm just going to collectively say for us both i know for a fact that we really did more this last week as kel said we hosted our retreat we stepped into a completely new level of leadership, I think. We did a lot of new things that we've never done at retreats. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Honestly, it left us in tears like multiple times. We were mm-hmm. in complete all of these women and the sisterhood, almost the mentality of like no man left behind type of thing. Like they truly were all so close and connected. It was really beautiful. And mm. um, I feel like it, we put the most thoughtful touches on this retreat Mm-hmm. And really went above and beyond in a lot of ways that we hadn't maybe thought of or done before. So I'm really proud of us for doing more this last week yeah. um, and really stepping into that. Super excited for all of the retreats to come. Um, but this one, we always say it, but they, the better... It, it just gets, keeps getting better it does. and better and better. I'm like, how is this freaking possible? How is it possible? But it is. Um, so if you haven't been to one of our retreats and it's been on your heart, been on your mind... Please don't hesitate. As always, applications are in our bios on Instagram. DM us if you have questions. Please don't be shy. If it's like been a little bit of a nudge, we would love to just hear from you, chat with you, and see if this is a good fit. But let's dive in. Let's dive into some love, some relationship stuff. I feel like every time we're in person with people, we always get feedback around how our relationship is, and it just helps them raise the standard of what they are expecting in a relationship and what mm. they want in a relationship. And that's always one of the greatest things to hear. So oh let's gosh. dive in. Yeah. I, I think one of the, the sweetest things, a few of the women said were like, oh my gosh, I have to write this down. Like this is a non-negotiable for me now because a lot of them were either mm. going through a divorce or in new relationships. And they were like, I am taking this home and I can't wait to apply this. Yeah. And this is now like an expectation and standard, if you will, that I have for my relationship, which I thought was really beautiful. We got a dog joining us. <laughs> we have our dogs Phoenix, joining us. Come They're dropping on their bones. <laughs> Alrighty. So we were chatting just as since this is Valentine's Day, whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're married and you've been married for 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. Um, these are just some things that we do kind of on a weekly basis or at least a monthly basis to keep our relationship very connected 
and in a place where it feels like like alive, right? Mm, of like yeah. where it just feels fresh and like not stale or we're just like going through the motion. So one of the biggest things that you can start implementing, even again, even if you're single, check in with yourself, but a weekly check-in, right? What are bottlenecks? What is working? What's not working this week? Making sure we're cleaning out the trash more often than not. We often hear from even our clients and even for ourselves when we haven't done check-ins, it's like, hey, a month ago when this thing happened, it pinged me, right? Or it caused this feeling or this this story started to be created because of that situation. Mm-hmm. And it can go on for days and weeks. And so this is something really important to really just have like a check-in with yourself and with your partner. Oh, 100%. I think this is how people hold resentment too. And I know like I'm even guilty of this at times. It's like if we don't bring it up and these like weekly check-ins or whatever works for you, then we're just holding on to it. And it just kind of has this not great snowball effect. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's nothing that's like too small to bring up. Like I remember even in the retreat house this past weekend, I literally laid there like the last night and was just crying to Kels on like a few of the things that hurt my feelings over that week, that last week, because I was, and there were just little things, but the little things can turn into big things. So just always airing like, Hey, this is, you know, what hurt my feelings or this is what made me feel really loved every week. And so we really, I think do a good job mm-hmm. checking in and that, department so that things don't build up and so that there's not this resentment mm-hmm. um, in our relationship. Yeah. I love that you said that. Of like, this is what made me feel really loved. I think that's important to voice. Like, what are you really loving in the relationship? Because sometimes even me, I will do things and I'm, I can question like, do, does she really like that? Or is that really important? Or even the things that I don't even think about that I'm doing that are really that intentional. And she's like, I really love when you do this. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that that was that important. And so it brings awareness to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, my favorite thing, you want me to name this one? Go this for it. This is so important to me because when it doesn't happen, I'm grumpy. So <laughs> it is every morning just being intentional of like saying good morning, giving her a kiss, like connecting first thing versus rolling over, getting on my phone, getting up, getting dressed and like going to do my thing. It's just like that quick way to acknowledge each other. And also when like the door opens or door closes and she's leaving or coming back home, I will always say like, hey babe, like good to see you. Or like I'm working or whatever it is, but just let that acknowledge of someone being in your presence is so powerful to stay connected. Mm, I love that. And then even for the women that are listening that are single, doing this with yourself, like how can you be intentional and check in with yourself in the morning or acknowledge yourself? What can that look yeah. like for you? Whether that's waking up and meditating and acknowledging your body and your heart and your energy and just like all parts of you, or maybe it's looking in the mirror and just smiling and like telling yourself that you're beautiful. Like it can be something really small, but if you don't have a partner being intentional with yourself and acknowledging yourself first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. before you start your day, before just getting up, going through the motions, brushing your teeth, rushing here, rushing there. And before you know it, you don't even know how you're actually doing or like Mm -hmm. how you're plugged below. Yeah. You're like plugged into everybody else before yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, what else is, what else is supportive for us? 
I think for us, something that's huge is, and we probably, we do it a lot. Obviously we don't have kids. We have fur babies. Um, and I'm sure this will change on the road. So this will be beautiful for you guys to see our evolution as we grow. But right now we have one date night per week minimum. And that doesn't even have to be at night. It can be during the day, the afternoon, whatever. Sometimes I'll ask Kels like, Hey, can you block out this hour at this time? Like let's just connect and have some quality time. Um, mm-hmm. since that's both of our love languages, which we'll talk about on today a little bit more, but I think that having at least one intentional hour a week where it's just you two spending quality time together, whether Mm -hmm. that's a walk or a picnic or going to dinner or whatever, um, that's not about the kids. That's not about work. That's not about all the to-do lists. That's genuinely just time for you to, Mm -hmm. to be lovers. Yeah. I think that's that you said it amazing because it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this big like date night expectation or knowing that like, I even think too, one thing I'll name, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll name it for Jordan. Oh God, I'm scared. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sometimes when you think of like a date you that has to lead to like intimacy or like this next thing, but it like having a date without expectations and just truly to connect and see where it goes, but it doesn't have to be like that be the end result. A hundred percent. I think sometimes when there's expectations placed on a date or what it should look like, um, I'll speak for me, like sometimes it like cripples me, but if we can just like go with the flow and like, this is our intentional time mm-hmm. and whatever it leads to, yeah, yeah. um, is beautiful. So good. Alrighty. You want to dive into this one? Yes. Yeah, so like this is your dream. I, I do love this. So ever I'm me being such like a dreamer, um, in so many ways and Kels and I both honestly shift so quickly. So here is, we have eight for you guys. This is number four. Okay. So doing a monthly, we talked about weekly check-ins, but doing a monthly check-in for your core values. Like what are those? Because those can shift so quickly. I would say at least doing this four times per year minimum, Mm -hmm. but we like doing it monthly because things shift so quick for us. Um, so checking in, like is travel really important for you guys that month is family really important is fun, really important for you guys. Like what are your core values in the relationship? Because they may be very different depending on the seasons you're in and how can you honor both of those for that next month? So it's kind of future forecasting on like, Hey, this coming month or like what's present for me now going into this next month is I am going to be in a busier season. So a core value that I want to have is going to be presence and fun. So outside of the busy season, you're focusing on, mm-hmm. on those things. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, totally. It's, it's really important to, it's like, again, it's going back to the autopilot of like, oh, we should focus on this and this and this. But then when life gets busy or when things shift, you're still doing things that you did before, but in reality, those things aren't maybe important for you right now. And really looking at like what is ahead so you can realign to make sure that you're staying again in alignment with what you're wanting and what your desires are and what your needs are during that time. And I think it's important for your partner to know, because like if there's a season where your partner is like their core value is health And then the other one is trying to go out to fast food all the time. Like that's just not supportive. So it's like, how can you guys see each other's core values, even if they're not the same? Thank God for us. Ours are always so in sync and I feel so blessed in that way. But when they are different, how can you guys still give yourself what you need and the relationship? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So good. Speaking next, number five, uh, we were actually talking about this today is because this is one thing that we do that is interesting 
for a lot of people, Valentine's Day is like this really big thing, or this is the day that I have to show up, and this is the day I have to make it known that I really love her, love my partner, and 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 show your love. But one thing that we do often that doesn't make Valentine's Day this like big ordeal. I still am a hopeless romantic. Totally. And, and loved the attention on Valentine's Day, yes. but this does help make it not as big of a deal. Yeah. Is is a thoughtful thing a day. Maybe it's a message. Maybe it's just asking, hey, how can I support around the house today? Or maybe it's asking, what are you needing today? Or writing a note, picking up the groceries, just any little bitty thing. Getting every, a coffee on yeah. your way home from work. Compliment. Like, like yes. such little bitty things every day. I am very intentional. Jordan's very intentional. And they can be so different and so tiny. But that over time, it's like you're putting a penny in your piggy bank to where you're always filling up the well of love. That way it's like, oh, Valentine's Day here. I got to like, you know, throw a grand slam because I've been slacking the last month. Though That sort of thing is something mm. that we try to avoid. Yeah, it was funny on our walk this morning. I said, you know, I am such a hopeless romantic and I used to in past relationships, but so much pressure on Valentine's Day because I didn't feel loved unconditionally throughout the year. So it was like, fuck, this is love day and it's going to be like all over social media and blah, blah, blah. And it would just, I always felt so empty on Valentine's Day and just kind of Mm -hmm. sad to be honest. And I was telling Callis, I said, wow, it's really cool looking back. Like this is the first Valentine's Day I've really like noticed that I feel full, even if you did nothing for me today, like I know that I'm loved unconditionally Mm. um, because we are so thoughtful every single day Mm -hmm. that I don't feel pressure on holidays like I used to because those used to be the only days that I would maybe feel loved or that I had the recognition of, holy shit, like this Mm -hmm. relationship is really drowning. Mm. And even if you're single here, right, of like, Loving yourself more often, like showing yourself that love, giving yourself that internal unconditional love throughout every single day. Mm-hmm. This day won't feel as like, oh, I wish I had a relationship. Of course you can have that desire and I'm sure that that's a one, but there's going to be this internal, like you're so fulfilled with meeting your own needs. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Because I think so many people on like Valentine's Day or women that are single will maybe go on a date by themselves or buy themselves flowers or post about it, which is great. But can you do that the other days of the week and the other mm-hmm. days of the year. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, you're feeling it's the same thing. If you're in a relationship, you're yeah. feeling full year round yeah. versus one day a year. Amazing. All right. As always, I think this is really important. The love languages, knowing yourself, knowing your partner's human design, knowing your Enneagram, your partner's Enneagram, your astrology, your moon signs, like so many different ways to truly understand who your partner is and who you are. Um, this has really helped us in a relationship because my, my love language is physical touch mm-hmm. and quality time. So I give Jordan all the physical touch, but in reality, her love language is all of them, but mainly <laughs> words of affirmation and quality time. Yeah. And so me understanding what she needs versus giving her what I need or what I think she needs has been really helpful in our relationship and going even deeper is understanding her astrology. She's a Capricorn. She's an Enneagram eight. So she is very much of a planner. She's very goal oriented. She loves working towards something, having plans, having detail. Mm -hmm. Yet I am not much of a planner. So when she gets in that mode, it's not as easy for me to get there, but I know that that's what she's wanting and that's where she thrives. So it helps me meet her where she is versus, but I don't do it like that. So you should do it like me. 
and then I'm trying to change her versus meeting my partner where she is. And almost like we talked about this before, but like she's such a protector and loves like me. I have to meet her anger versus like trying to change her anger. So if like she's upset about something and we're in a car and she's like, oh my gosh, like that person totally flicked me off rather than like, babe, it's totally fine. Cause that's my new year nine to me. She, and I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Like, that's so stupid. Like that's <laughs> I an love idiot. when you meet where I'm at. Yeah. And like that and helps And I calm us. down so much quicker. So quicker. Like I'm not changing that about her. Totally. And then like with you being an Enneagram nine, like I know when conflict arises, like to step in and help you versus trying to get you to like fight the fight because like generally you, you yeah. want to like flee. So it's like, I know that you, you see b- both sides to everything and being so supportive and understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even explaining things that way. And then with you being a Gemini and just having like a million tabs open all the time, like if I ask Kels to take the trash out or to do something, like I know it'll get done, but it's never something that's like done right away because she has 50,000 tabs opening. So she's doing a million different things, but I know it'll always get done. So I can never expect her to operate the way that I would work being a Capricorn Mm -hmm. and like how to get her day done because she literally... I, I don't even know how she gets things done, honestly. <laughs> but somehow this woman gets more done than I've ever seen anyone get things done in a shorter amount of time. Um, yeah, so it's just really, really helpful, whether it's in a friendship, whether it's for yourself. This is just a deeper understanding of yourself and or your partner, and it really mm-hmm. helps you love them better. Yeah, yeah. So in good. my opinion. Um, and so number seven, I love, love, love this one. And this is one that was talked about so much at our retreat and like the women pulled us aside and they're like, gosh, like it is so cool to see you both in like the masculine and the feminine because in a man, in a relationship where it's a man and a woman, it's like a lot of times there's expectations on should or shoulds on who should do dinner and who's going to do dishes and who's going to build and put together the I don't know, entertainment center or like whatever. And in our relationship, and we truly believe this should be something that every relationship does. And I think that men and women or men and men or women and women, whatever it is, like we'll have a better relationship if you learn to oscillate in the masculine and feminine roles. No matter what your gender is, it is so important and being able to weave in and out of those and not having like these set roles per se. Like if I'm having an off day, Kels is able to cook dinner. I'm able to cook dinner on the days that like she needs something. So we just, we, I think we do such a good job being in both roles. That's never like something that's set or Mm -hmm. expected. And I think that makes us really like the yin and yang to each other. Like the women at our retreat were like, you guys are like this power couple that like this makes me have hope for what I can have someday mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and again it's not just because we're both women and we do like want to oscillate in those ways because neither one of us like are strong in either one of the roles but I think it is when I even look at like couples that are man and woman if you will around us the healthiest ones that I know are the ones like I literally think of Katie and Max if like sometimes Katie is like really busy with work and like Max is cooking dinner when in reality it's like quote unquote the woman should be cooking dinner and that's her role but it's like they even oscillate so well in my opinion of Mm -hmm. like doing things for each other and that is so healthy rather than like getting bogged down with your should task or what's expected in reality like your life again 
is not in alignment because maybe you're in a busy season or what, even for some women, they want to play the masculine role and that fulfills a need. And I think for some men, they don't want to get out of the masculine role because that feels safe. So it's really being communicative with your partner if you're noticing that you guys are very stuck in a feminine masculine role and if you want to desire something more mm-hmm. harmonistic or what's that word <laughs> i more love harmonized that yeah it, um it's really powerful and i feel like it just feels like we always have each other's backs a hundred percent and i think something that's really supportive if you're listening to this and you're like oh my gosh like i wish my partner had more feminine energy or i wish my partner had more masculine energy or maybe you're thinking this for yourself perhaps doing some healing around any masculine or feminine wounds to come back to your core self and more in balance because at the end of the day, we can't be all one or all the other. I know so many women that are very strong in their masculine, but lacking being soft. Like they, that, mm. that's like, they haven't felt safe enough to be soft or to get into their feminine. And it's your job with your, with yourself and with your partner to be able to heal those wounds th- so that you can have healthy, balanced energy and both. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is the best gift you can give yourself. I'll even name in my past relationship, that's a lot of why it didn't work is I do have naturally being a Capricorn and an Enneagram 8, so masculine energy just comes easy to me. And I never felt safe enough or supported enough to come out of my masculine to be in more of my feminine soft energy. And now I absolutely love getting to play in more of the feminine energy, getting to have an open heart, getting to be soft. But I only feel like I can be that way because I healed a lot of those wounds and because my partner supports Mm. and is able to take on more of a masculine, healthy role so that I can be in my healthy feminine. And it makes me a better lover for that too. Yes, I agree as well. That's one thing that I had to even heal is me getting out of the masculine independent because that's all I did everything by myself. So how would I ever allow a relationship in that would feel healthy and quote unquote equal if I only thought that I could do it best? Mm-hmm. And so it is your responsibility if you're wanting a balanced, you know, harmony relationship to work on those parts of yourself that feel like you can't allow somebody else to help or you can't allow yourself to fully receive and Miss Independent is driving the bus. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know where to turn for this support, Kels and I do this work a lot at our retreats. We do Mm -hmm. it one-on-one. We also do it in person at our home, whether it's for you guys as a couple or if you're a woman and wanting to come to a retreat, this is something we focus a lot on because it's beautiful when you watch um, the masculine and the feminine energy come into balance and that beautiful harmony. And it's either going to bring your relationship closer together and you're going to bond or you realize that maybe it's time to walk away if the other isn't willing to heal those parts at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right last but not least one of my favorite things all about communication my gemini loves communicating and talking and figuring (laughs) things out so this one is really important um whether it's conflict whether it's just have just healthy communication in your relationship in general is seeking to understand versus being understood Mm -hmm. So you can think about this when you're listening and when you're speaking. So one thing that we love to talk about with our retreat girls is, and even in our life, is when we're bringing something up to our partner or maybe it's a weekly check-in and you are like, you know what, I'm really, I I, I didn't like the way that I was spoken to in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. If I brought this to Jordan and she was like, 
do the opposite of being, you know, seeking to understand. I didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. And then went into the defense right? automatically. And so, so she's defending versus what would it look like if you seek to understand me? Say more. <laughs> Literally why we have our podcast, right? Those two words can be the simplest things of like saying more. And now I'm opening up myself to my vulnerability to, to for me to be seen and for us to repair a rupture versus almost make the rupture bigger. Yeah. Like I'm putting my ego aside. Mm-hmm. And biting my tongue. Now, I'm not dimming my voice, right? Like, I'm not blocking my throat chakra. Eventually, I will say my piece. But in that moment, what does my partner need? Does she need me to see her and just listen? Or does she want a solution? Does she want to hear what I have to say back? And that's another thing that you can say is when, when someone's venting to you or someone's saying something to you, we even do this in our relationship is... I will talk about, you know, my day was really stressful or I'm going through this or I'm struggling with that. Jordan could say... Like, do you want to be heard or do you want a solution? And that is so empowering and helpful because I know that I can either vent more or she can help me rather than the natural thing that most people do is give the solution. But in reality, all humans truly really want is to have connection. And that starts with being seen and being heard. And you have to feel safe in the relationship for that to happen. Yeah. So, so powerful. If you notice your partner's always on defense or if you are always on defense, this is a really powerful tool. It's okay. In this moment, if someone's coming to me about something, this can even be a friend or even a thought with yourself is pausing and seeking to understand versus trying to prove your point. Um, And then obviously hearing versus trying to give a solution and change something. This also helps you as a human take radical responsibility on knowing your needs, like knowing what you want. Because if you really pause for a minute to understand, do I want to just be heard or do I want a solution? Mm -hmm. It it puts the ball back in your court Mm -hmm. um, to take responsibility on what you're needing. And then how their response comes out is not... Uh, is not essentially on you, but hopefully if it's a loving relationship, you're able to open up and the Mm -hmm. response is is beautiful and it brings you closer together. Mm -hmm. One thing that I'll name too on this is that if you're like listening to this and you're like, there's no way in hell my partner is going to do that. You get to start with that, right? You can come forth and say, hey, this is something I've been really wanting to bring to your attention. I don't need a solution. I don't need you to explain anything. I just simply want you to hear me. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, hey, I am going to name this. We don't need to talk about it anymore, but I just want to be seen. Mm -hmm. Right? And so if you're like, there's no way my partner's going to actually do that, this is where you get to set the context of what you're needing as you're bringing something up um, in the relationship. It's you setting the new standard for like what you're willing to to accept and how you want the relationship to be, to Mm -hmm. be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, like over time, hopefully that it, you know, it roots and it's something that can grow and flourish. Uh, But initially you have to choose, I think, that, hey, this is my new like standard for communication Mm -hmm. um, for it to be a healthier one. Yes. You set the standard. Anything else? Mm. I think we should give a little juicy update on our love life and maybe a little wedding hint. Okay. So if you listen to past episodes... Yeah, it was like a few episodes ago. We did say that we were going to get married in 2024. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't heard our engagement story, go back to one of the very first 
episode part one and part two. I feel like we should retell that eventually because I was so nervous. That was the first podcast. I literally recorded it in sunglasses yeah. because I was so nervous. It's true. We've Holy really shit. grown. Um, so we do oh, need man. to share that again. But if you're ever interested of how we ever got connected and what the story is, um, definitely go back. But as far as our wedding, we have chosen to get married in 2025. Mm-hmm. What date? Oh, are we? If you want to say that, we can keep it a secret. It's okay. But we do have a very special date with obviously a special number attached to it. Yeah. Um, Think ocean vibes laid back. Yeah. We also just did beautiful. Yeah. One thing why we moved our wedding back a little bit. You want to say something? Oh, I just literally remember this. So this was really special. And we were obviously just in Costa Rica for the retreat. This is how this got decided. Literally, every retreat, our women have huge breakthroughs and transformation, but I swear we do too as leaders and just as like lovers in our life. Um, but like Thailand, we took a wrecking ball to our life and mixed everything up, moved the wedding date. And then this one, um, we were talking about like, when do we want to get married? And we're so excited. And like, when would it be spacious? And what does it look like? And we named a date and I was like, or this one. And then we were like, no, this one. And the minute that we did that, mm-hmm. I like looked down and sand dollars aren't always like easy to find. And I saw this beautiful sand dollar, picked it up. I was like, oh my God, this is like meant to be. And then we found probably eight more that day. Yeah. We found a few more later in the week, but nothing like what yeah. we saw. Like, I the mean, literally we crazy. probably passed 50 or more and we just like let them be, we set them free by the way. Any of my animal lovers don't freak out on us. We didn't take them home. We yeah. put them back. But anyways, I just thought that was a beautiful moment. Cause we we're like, Oh my gosh. Yes. And we had been debating whether we were going to do it in the mountains with snow. And we loved that vibe. Or if we were going to keep it, um, in San Diego where we first met and our love journey first started. And that was the beautiful confirmation we needed that like, yes, mm-hmm. duh, of course, that's 100% where it's going to be. Yes. And we did our engagement, not engagement photos. What do you call those? We just did photos together. Oh my gosh. They were so cool. They're like, I don't actually know what you call them either because we did photos when we first, like when I proposed to her, but these ones were like intentional ones to catch our love. It was the most beautiful photo shoot. Her name is Melissa. We'll maybe put it in the show notes yeah. or something. If you're looking for a photographer, she's literally the best we've She'll ever worked. Travel wherever she travels wherever she came as an attendee and to do that and capture some stuff at the retreat and it was just incredible she really captured our love like I told her like hey we don't like we didn't want to wear makeup for it we just wanted it to be like on the beach real raw and natural and like us playing and being mm-hmm. goofy and I'm just so excited so these are the photos that are going to go on our wedding invitations and yeah. the ones that we'll have printed out in our mm-hmm. home and it feels really special just the few we saw was mm-hmm. like I can't even believe she captured it. It was the most beautiful thing. It was very sweet. So we're very excited. (laughs) Anything else you want to share? I am just, I love love day. So go love on yourself. Go love on your friends. Go love on your partner. And I hope that you found some little gold nuggets in this episode. Yeah. And if you want to share this with your partner or if you guys want to listen to this together and you can name that, hey, I listened to this podcast. I would love to share um, this with you and maybe this is something that you can start implementing. Just choose one thing and one thing that maybe you're like, you know what, this feels like really doable or really exciting. Um, Make that commitment to each other and watch your relationship thrive and flourish. Mm -hmm. So if you love this episode, let us know. Share it on your stories, on Instagram. Let us know any way 
possible. That would really mean a lot. And if you haven't already, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Super easy. Just go to your Apple store, download Apple Podcast. If you have an iPhone, find The Shane Moore Show, give us a five-star rating, write a review, and that will go a long way. And again, if you've ever been interested in one of our retreats and ready for a massive transformation internally and even a little bit of external, Mm -hmm. um, what can happen on the inside and out, we are going to South Africa. That is the last retreat of 2024. Mm -hmm. And we do have a few spots left. So if you've been feeling called for a massive adventure, want to travel the world, and you're tired of waiting for everyone else to do it, here's your sign and here's your permission to go live life fully alive unapologetically and let's do it together so Mm -hmm. apply uh, link is in our bio and again just send us a dm if you have any questions and we'll see you for the quickie on friday